This week on the Product Agility Podcast, we find ourselves in Lisbon, Portugal at the Productize 2023 conference, where attendees will get to hear talks from Melissa Perry, Tammy Reese, Leah Theron and Radhika Dutt, to name but four of the amazing speakers. We are here to do our talks in 10, and they're the best way for you to get the inside track and behind-the-scenes insights on the talks and workshops from the conferences that we partner with, so you don't miss a beat. If you're at the conference, come and find us. We're hard to miss with our... If you're not, then just enjoy these talks in 10. And who knows, maybe we'll see you at Productize 24. Today's episode of the Product Agility Podcast comes with a special gift in association with Aha Slides, your go-to engagement tool for fun, engaging and effective learning and workshop experiences. Whether I am teaching the criticality of a clear and compelling product vision or facilitating a product strategy workshop, Aha Slides always makes it a more elevating and effective experience through its polls, quizzes and brainstorming tools. Discover how Aha Slides can elevate both your in-person or remote experiences by visiting Aha Slides and use the code AHAXPROD, which is also in the show notes, for a whopping 50% off of an annual subscription. Hello, we are joined by Patricia Cadet, who is an award-winning product ops specialist. You are the creator of an academy for product managers in your company, OutSystems. You're at the Productized Conference 23. You've actually done it, haven't you? You facilitated a workshop this morning as well, which we want to learn some more. Maybe uh, we're going to talk about that in another episode. But what we're here to talk to you about today is some of your experience in the product world, your product management academy. And anything else that's relevant to that. So this is not particularly, I say, a talk in 10, which is the, what, I've ever, what a lot of the other talks are that we're having. This is more of just us having a little conversation and, and you getting the opportunity to share some of your insights and experience with our listeners. So thank you very much for coming along. No, thank you for having me. And by the way, when you describe me like that, I just want to run and because no one can <laughs> hold up to that image winning. And <laughs> I feel like... Maybe I'm out of my league here, <laughs> but thank you so much for well, having I mean, me. Uh, and it's a pleasure. The The Productize conference is, is amazing. And it's so good to be here with folks that just want to be better at what they do. And they just come to listen to folks, not only me, but we have amazing speakers today and tomorrow. So it's quite humbling and, and an inspiration as well. Now, there's an amazing lineup of speakers this year, like some phenomenal topics and people. So yeah, it's a, it's an honour, I think, even for us to be here as a podcast, getting to talk to some of you amazing people. So yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. Now, you spent some time in your description there explaining people who are trying to get better, just people who are trying to advance themselves in some way. And something you've been doing at your organisation, which is OutSystems, is this Product Management Academy. Yeah. Now, when I saw this, I was trying to figure out exactly what it, is because you're the company you work for, they are I said, is it a no code, low code provi- uh, solutions provider, so we're a product, and you've got a product management academy as well. So, can you just give us a bit more color around just how this product management academy came into existence and how it works within the larger ecosystem of your company? Oh, for sure. So, I was hired specifically for setting up the B2B product management academy, that's how we call it. Okay, there was two years ago, and, and even still, uh, Autism Zina is in a hyper growth phase. People are the product manager needed help growing from a startup mindset and just being better at what they do either. And we felt this need to upskill our, our talent, uh, talent, making sure that they 
were the best product managers that they could be, enable them for success. If they are the best product manager that they could be, the product will also reflect that, the product strategy as well and vision. So we wanted someone to come set up that, this academy, making sure that we were looking at our people, understanding what were their needs, what were the skills that they needed to develop. And from a group perspective, what could we do from a training vision in order to enable them. When I started, it was very clear that we needed to define what were, what is the job, the day-to-day -day life of a product manager, taking into account the, the career path, the different career paths that we have, like a junior PM, a lead PM, a principal, a director, etc. So we codified the essential skills. We have a framework, skills and behavior framework, where everyone evaluated themselves through that, those lens, And we collaborated together to define what were the, those skills. And everyone was evaluated, the self-evaluation. And then we had managers of those direct reports or of those product managers also doing that. And then we had a discussion, a candid discussion about how they see each other through those lens. As the owner of the academy, I had all the exercises and I could see clearly any trend popping up inside. So I was looking at data and saying, this skill here needs some love. What trends did you see? For example, more around problem vision setting that we in deployment that we needed to take care of. So one of the learning modules that we did find in the very beginning was with Amy Rice that is actually here. Yeah, yeah. We invited her and of course we gave the, her a lot of context about how we work and the things that we do the methodology that we use in order for her to understand how could she then create a learning course that would fit our needs. Actually, I mean, it was not the first course. We had one on data first, data for product managers, was an internal course uh, from one of the co-founders of the company, which was amazing. And he had an awesome CSAT and return on time invested from the uh, product manager perspective. But the Academy is that facilitator that and I think it's an amazing initiative because how many companies are betting so much on their people inviting external gurus like Tammy Rice, Bruce McCarthy and other gurus and mentors externally they are their subject matter experts on what they do and they are coming to the to your company and they are talking with you and just telling you giving you feedback Uh, and answering to small questions that sometimes you have, doubts, day-to-day -day mm. doubts. Uh, and the Academy is allowing for that and giving a safe space for everyone to grow. That's one of the things that I love more about my job. At the Academy, of course, is something that people love to talk about. We even have swag. Like uh, <laughs> I have my bag over there, even have a logo, the Academy. And it's a real thing that mm. we do. It starts with... Facing our skills, what are we lacking, what we need to improve on. But then you get the roadmap of training that is coming or even activities that you will need to do in order to improve, to give the next step for you to grow in your career from coming to a lead product manager to a principal product manager or even then director or VP. We enable you for success. Uh, and different target audiences have different, different paths because... Not everyone is in the same level of knowledge and, and uh, right? Yeah, it was the same as you inviting Tammy in to understand your context before her developing a course. There's, no, there's very little point in 
generic training. This is why I'm not a huge fan of certified training a lot of the time because you're you're hitting the learning outcomes, not what people need. And it's very difficult if you have to stick solidly to something in order to provide a certificate, the chances of you actually filling the knowledge gaps and giving people the motivation to go and try and put the knowledge into action, it's it's difficult. It's almost like potluck as to whether or not you hit the right kind of notes with that. I know we're running out of time, which is a pity. Maybe we have to get you back another time. But there's a book called Accelerating Performance, and it's by a typical price and toy. And it's a huge piece of research into team performance. Like three, I think there's 3,000 teams they researched. And there's a great line from that which says, the soft stuff drives the hard stuff. So the soft stuff, the relationships, the training, education, that's what drives the hard stuff, meaning the results. Now, having worked in kind of organizations, and there's been you know, huge organizations with tens of thousands of people and being involved with a central learning and development team, Often the first thing that got cut when times got hard was learning and development, were academies. In your organisations, I know you've only got a little bit of time left, but what do you do to help show the return on investment and kind of protect the academy from that kind of, I suppose, that potential threat, perhaps often the first thing to get cut when times get hard? It's interesting uh, that you were asking that because it's still some of the things that a lot of people in our industry think about, right? Mm you're the first ones to be cut. I would say focus on the impact. For example, when we, what are the risks of not, make, of not giving the, the product managers the skills that they need? What, what will happen if they don't get the right coaching, the right training? What will happen if they don't have the same level of collective knowledge? What will happen? And once you know the risks of not doing that, are you okay with that? In six months, in one year, in two years, maybe you are not able to fulfill your product vision. Maybe you are not able to deliver. And maybe if we need to create the capacity and betting on people, it's the best investment that we can do. And if we don't bet on them, they will leave. (laughs) Even in great, great layoff eras like we are living in Mm. across the world. It still happens. Talent flees, and then you get what you, you get. Your talent base, no matter how how reduced, you still need to work with them, yeah. and they still need to be motivated to deliver. The ones that are left, right? Even in these eras of uh, uncertainty. Brilliant words. And there's, there's so many things that I could maybe talk about <laughs> now. And I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a number of stories I, I can't talk about. But there's the real problems in industry when organisations feel they have to lose people. And then they, how do you know if you're losing the right people? But, you're, but the way you articulated it, yeah, if you're not going to bet on your people, what are you going to bet on? Is like, in the, when you're talking about the risks, there's the opportunity cost as well. What opportunities will you miss if your product people can't see how to take advantage of something in the market, how to test something with a new customer? You know, the, the opportunity cost is huge, but because I think it's in the future, we discount that. It's, it's what's painful now we try and solve, and we discount the more valuable thing in the future. And there are so many hidden costs. Yeah. You look at uh, learning and development, and you, whoa, what a huge bucket. But what hidden costs do you have from a product management organization, from an engineering organization that you are not seeing? For example, when uh, companies started switching from on-prem to cloud. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Maybe you have many more hidden costs. And the first thing that you look at is people. You need to reduce the number of people yeah. because you have too many wages to pay. And then learning and development and then this and that. What is left after that? Yeah. What? Technology? And what about the people? I remember the, I was trained by someone called Goiko Adzik many years ago. And he always said, in all the organizations, in business, in product development, it's always balancing earning and learning. And you need to get that balance. If you're not learning, at some point you'll stop earning. And it's such a difficult balance when we look at, when we focus on efficiency rather than effectiveness, and it's all about reducing waste. 
little bunny is near there, then it's it becomes a zero sum game. No one's going to win, and you're just going to slowly degrade. But Patricia, we have to end our conversation. Thank you so much for coming no, no on. Problem. It's been an amazing ten minutes, or maybe a little bit longer. But I, like, it's been honestly been absolutely fantastic. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? LinkedIn, Patricia Cadet. Just message me. I am also in a bunch of Slack product communities. I am over there. I think all of them. So yeah, just <laughs> Google me and just hit me up. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back again with another episode very soon. So stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.